Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're going to dance the night away, all right, with Van Halen, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. And welcome to Wrestling Revisited, ladies and gentlemen, for Thursday night, ladies and gentlemen, April the 11th, 2019, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo. And, of course, joining me on the line right now is the human suplex machine, Mr. John Gross. John, we welcome you to Wrestling Revisited. Thank you. And certainly we have got a lot to talk about tonight, and we're going to talk about it right now here for the next hour or so. one 605 Call ID one three nine nine two six pounds You can join us right now here till 8 p.m. Of course, the big story, John, is what happened earlier today. In case you did not hear, ladies and gentlemen, here is a story that we can report right now, ladies and gentlemen. Earlier today, it was reported, however, PW Insider said that road dog Brian Jesse James Armstrong has resigned as the co-lead writer for the SmackDown brand and told WWE of his decision yesterday. He had been leading the brand with Stephen Gudeteri. James, of course, had handled duties on the road while Gudeteri worked from WWE headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut. Gudeteri has been working in Crave since 2012 
and has been the lead writer since 2014. James had reportedly been frustrated with changes made to the scripts by Vince McMahon, finally hit a, quote, breaking point at the SmackDown taping in Brooklyn, New York, this past Tuesday evening. There was no word on whether or not he will be moved to another role within the company. He wrote on the Twitter at the time, however, Today I pray that I face the change that is inevitably coming head on and with faith and courage. The only constant is change. Hashtag hope, hashtag faith, hashtag O-U-D-K, however. It is unknown who will replace James at this time, but several sources said that with the current role of creative, the lead writer is more of a formality than it used to be. Everything that is pitched through the team goes to Vince McMahon, who either approves or turns down the ideas, then tweaks the script all the way to the taping, sometimes as late as during the TV taping. Well, now we have an update on that story, ladies and gentlemen. Earlier this afternoon, however, just a short time ago, we reported that now Road Dogg will not be leaving the company and is expected to be moving into a new role instead. According to the report, WWE wants to use James as a utility player for now and try him out in different roles as the company prepares for the move to Fox that will be coming up this fall. James may even try out being a WWE commentator and take over the position left behind by Arn Anderson at live events before he was let go recently. The decision was not a contentious one, and both sides reportedly agreed that this was the best move for all involved. Don, I've got to ask you overall, Howard. We thought two days ago we would see the last of the road dog, and it looked like he was ready to move to AEW, possibly maybe join his friend Billy Gunn who, of course, was put in the Hall of Fame along with their friends X-Pac, Sean Waltman, Triple H, if you will, and also the ninth wonder of the world, Joni China Lauer and Shawn Michaels this past Monday, or excuse me, Saturday, however. Now, apparently, it looks like he's going to be sticking around in WWE for a little longer. Your thoughts about this? This is one of Vince's, Vince's out-of-touch routine. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I would agree with you. Do you think uh, Road Dogg should have left the company uh, before, however, anything got worse, however, or do you think right now it's going to improve, however, in your eyes? I don't think it will improve. I would have to agree with you, however. I would have to agree with you. And if that's not all, ladies and gentlemen, we heard, however, earlier today, however, if that's not all, Vince McMahon, however, fired creative team member Robert Evans. McMahon was upset, of course, that his name was mentioned during the Hall of Fame Bret Hart speech, however, mind you, however, that Evans produced last Saturday night. Evans, of course, had wrestled as Artie Evans in Ring of Honor and other promotions. As a result, he wrote on his Twitter page, however, today that he quit WWE. Your thoughts about this story? I wonder if he and that person were in cahoots of attacking Bret Hart. Well, it doesn't seem like it. I mean, there was some talk, however, that uh, Vince was not happy about that Hall of Fame speech, however. My, as for Evans, it says here, the belief is that he did work on the Hall of Fame speech, which featured Brett mentioning Vince. It's a long-standing rule that Vince's name is not to be mentioned during any Hall of Fame speeches. And while rules are rules, it seems rather petty to fire someone for a mere mention of McMahon's name by the hitman, especially when the DX acceptance speech was filled with Vince's name later in the same show. Your thoughts about this? No comment. Okay. Well, we'll talk more about that here in just a few moments. I'll be right back on as we will continue this conversation in just a few moments. I will say this. Van Sire and all these superstars, he's done this to a lot of people. And I will and I will name them all. He's fired a lot of people, and that's why all these people left the WWE. I'm gonna name them them superstars right now. CM Punk, John Morrison, Alberto Del Rio, Evan Bourne, Ryback, 
Cody Rhodes, Jack Swagger, now Road Dogg as head manager, Chris Jericho, AJ Lee, Emma, Evan Bourne, and all the superstars that Vince didn't believe in. WWE right now is just now on a on a losing screen. And with AEW coming, I don't know. All right, I'm back here. Sorry about that, folks. But as we said, folks, we will talk more about this hour in just a little bit. How at nine o'clock on Wolfpack tonight? Be sure to check that out. One three eight zero five five pound beginning at 9 p.m. John will have the birthdays and dates, however, if you will, however. And, of course, R.T. Smith and I will have the news headlines for you. Speaking of news, John, we have some other news about Big E Langston, and apparently, however, a member of the New Day apparently tore his meniscus, believe it or not. According to a report from WWE.com, it has been reported, however, he is not medically cleared for action, however. As a result, Big E, however, said the following, making mincemeat of my meniscus, crossbody cooked the cartilage, by for a bit. How long do you think we're going to see Big E out of action for? Um, six weeks. It's a very good possibility. It's a very good possibility. I mean, I would have to agree with you there. I would have to agree with you there. And, of course, all of us like to wish Big E a very speedy recovery, as you know. Of course, he is uh, going to be out of action for an extended period of time. And speaking of extended period of time, we also understand that Dave, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles will also be out of action for some time, if you will. According to reports, we understand, however, believe it or not, we understand, however, believe it or not, Daniel Bryan apparently got hurt, however, in his matchup this past week, however, <coughs> at WrestleMania 35, if you will. But, John, the other big story we're following, however, is a very unique story, if you will, however. It was reported, and it looks like it is going to be confirmed to us in the next few weeks, however. All Elite Wrestling and Turner Broadcast are in a, quote, advanced talks in regarding a weekly television series. The Rap is reported, however, to the Rap website, reports that the deal is, quote, definitely not signed yet, but has added that TNT will likely be the television home along with a streaming component for this show. That being said, they could make the announcement official a month from now. Your thoughts about this is it looks like more and more AEW seems to be uh, beating down the door of the Turner Network and calling themselves uh, home in their new network facility, possibly. They'll be coming up before the All or Nothing show. Your thoughts? Oh, I know it's going to be interesting. And of course, as you know, AEW has been in talks. It's going to be like 1995 all over again. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Very good point indeed. And uh, to let you so know, that means uh, so that means I'm gonna so that means I can turn the clock back and become four years old again. <laughs> yes, and I, on the other hand, can turn myself into being 18, almost 19 years old, if you will, as I was near my junior, almost my senior year of high school. I would have been a senior that fall in '95, however, because I graduated in '96. I would have been 19 later that year. I was a junior going into my senior year of high school, if you will. But getting back to Big E real quick, however, we understand, however, uh, like we said, however, we will definitely be staying on top of the story on all of WWE's digital platforms for more details on his status, if you will. Now, the story about uh, 
Daniel Bryan, however, this is the story we're reporting. We reported, however, that Daniel Bryan was not at Tuesday night's SmackDown taping as he flew home from New York City on Monday after his matchup with Kofi Kingston Sunday. In the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Radio, it was reported that the former champion may have suffered an injury during that matchup. Meltzer said at the time that there was, quote, a possible injury to Bryan after the event, which is why he went home and was not, and wasn't, I should say, at the TV taping. It is believed that he may be waiting to be examined, but his status is currently unknown. Meanwhile, however, as we previously reported, however, AJ Styles, believe it or not, suffered a hip injury at the same event on Sunday and missed Tuesday night's show. A report from earlier today suggested that AJ got the injury when he had a forearm on Orton from the top rope to the outside, but that doesn't seem to be the case, however. As a result, however, Wrestling Inc. reported that while streaming Player Unknown's Battlegrounds on his Mixer account, AJ spoke about how he got injured at the event, saying the following, however. When you take a suplex from about 15 feet in the air, you know I think I hit my left side before my right. Just a little bit. And that's totally on me. Totally my fault. It kind of knocked my hips out of place and then everything else. All those muscles in your rear end and your back swell up and then those muscles, muscles your nerve endings. And the next thing you know, you can't walk the next day. But I got x-rays yesterday and they were all positive, so I didn't break anything. So as far as that looks, I should be good to go here soon. Uh, so that being said, that is very encouraging to say the least, Tyler. Your thoughts, however, about uh, the uh, injuries of both Daniel Bryan and AJ. How long do you think we're going to see them out of action for? I, it's, I have no clue. Well, we'll be watching this very, very carefully, but we can report, however, there is no word, however, as of now, if either of these guys will be at the Superstar Shake-Up coming up next Monday and Tuesday in Montreal, if you will, as we will be going there to O Canada, the Great White Maple Leaf North, however, if you will, in Le Montreal, of course, next Monday and Tuesday at the Bell Center. By the way, tickets are still on sale for that live event show, if you will, coming up at the Bell Center next Monday and Tuesday as superstars from both brands, Raw and SmackDown, will be switching shows. But we have heard how it seems like that Styles might be back in the ring this weekend. However, we will keep you up to date with this story. Speaking of injuries, we understand, Howard, according to reports from the same show, Howard, we understand that Drew McIntyre apparently was not hurt, Howard, and in fact was booked to leave the match early as he did last Tuesday night, Howard. As you know, Drew and Braun Strowman showed up on SmackDown this past Tuesday night, and according to Meltzer, however, some people thought that McIntyre got hurt in the main event in which he teamed up with his two new friends, Sheamus and Cesaro, two old friends, I should say, maybe two new friends, if you will, taking on the New Day. However, he was not injured and instead was booked to leave the match early as he did. Meltzer said that this happened to McIntyre, according to his online statement earlier today. In fact, Drew was not hurt at all. He was booked that way. Everything went exactly like it was supposed to go. This is the idea, which I'm not even knocking it. I'm just telling you what the idea was. The idea was that Drew lost the minion to Roman. Management felt it was very important to protect him because they need him to be a top guy now. Sheamus and Cesaro were going to lose the match, so they didn't want anywhere Drew anywhere near the visible scene. Even on the losing side of a six-man tag match, they just didn't want him there. The idea is that when you watch the match and Kofi pins how I think Sheamus with the trouble in Paris, you forgot that even Drew was even in a the match. Therefore, he wasn't hurt. Uh, that being said, John, your thoughts about Drew and Braun switching over from Monday Night Raw to Tuesday Night SmackDown, soon to be Friday Night SmackDown. Um, yeah, it's okay for both of them to have to Raw and to SmackDown. Drew McIntyre's injury, being the top guy, I think that's well and good. Yes. And, of course, we will let you know about that, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, uh, definitely check it out, of course. Uh, we will definitely let you know about this. 
Also, ladies and gentlemen, a quick reminder, tomorrow morning, ladies and gentlemen, if you're in the Lubbock and Waco and College Station, Texas area, be sure to get your tickets for these live events. First, Saturday, June the 1st at the United Supermarkets Arena in Lubbock, Texas, the home of Buddy Holly, if you will. Also that same night, ladies and gentlemen, at the Extraco Event Center right near the campus of the University of Baylor, a live show will be held in Waco. That's right, Waco, Texas, if you will. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, at the Reed Arena, the home of the Aggies, if you will, College Station, Texas, ladies and gentlemen, it will be live there with WWE Action on Sunday, June the 2nd, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, these times are as listed as follows. 7.30 p.m. on both shows and 5 p.m. on the 2nd of June. Speaking of live events, ladies and gentlemen, we can tell you where you can check out the favorite, your favorite superstars coming up in the month of June. We already told you where we're going to be during the rest of this month and, of course, coming up in May. But, folks, we now have the schedule a little bit, I believe, as far as June goes, and we'll tell you where you can check out your favorite superstars at a facility near you here. So bear with us here. Here we go, folks. Monday night, June the 3rd, ladies and gentlemen, we will be coming to you live from Austin. Yes, folks, Austin, Texas, the home of the Longhorns, if you will, for live WWE action at the Frank Irwin Center. Tickets will go on sale two weeks from Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, the Saturday before Easter, if you will, next Saturday to be exact, ladies and gentlemen, in Austin. Meanwhile, Tuesday, June the 4th, the Superstars head to the SAMS, S-A-M-E-S Auto Arena in Laredo, Texas, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, Laredo, Texas is where you can check out the action there. Meanwhile, ladies and gentlemen, Monday, June the 10th, get ready, the SAP Center in Silicon Valley. Yes, folks, we're going to be back out in San Jose, San Jose, California. Do you know the way to San Jose? Well, we know the way to San Jose, if you will, and that will be coming up. On Monday, June the 10th, ladies and gentlemen, tickets will be going on sale, however, in a couple weeks live at the SAP Center. Meanwhile, Tuesday, June the 11th, at the Golden One Center in Sacramento, California, ladies and gentlemen, the home of our good friend Danny Noak Park, who will be attending that show, ladies and gentlemen. Check out SmackDown Live in the capital of California, Sacramento, California. Tickets will be going on sale, of course, coming up in the first week of May for that. Then, ladies and gentlemen, get ready to listen to this, folks. Sunday night, however... Uh, well, right now they haven't listed it yet, however. June 16th, I believe the Superstars will be in San Diego. Monday, June 17th in Los Angeles. And then Tuesday the 18th, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, in Ontario, California. So, folks, those are just some of the locations we will be hitting <coughs> up, however, if you will, during the month of June. Meanwhile, however, we do have an update from the Masters Golf Tournament that is going on right now at Augusta National. However, we will tell you right now, here is the update to the moment, however. As we can tell you right now, it is a two-way tie at the top of the leaderboard. Bryson DeChambeau is currently six under right now, followed by Brooks Kepka. Kepka has one hole left to go. Ian Poulter yeah. and Dustin Johnson, meanwhile, are two shots back, Howard, at four under. They both had a pretty good round this afternoon. Phil Mickelson is also in the conversation at four under. Meanwhile, Adam Scott is three under. And Tiger Woods, despite uh, the back trouble and everything like that, and it seemed like there was no trouble with him whatsoever today, right now is in the top ten running right now. He is only four shots back of the leaderboard at the moment. The big story, obviously, is Jordan Spieth, who has had a very, very rough day, however, who uh, last we heard was, I believe, three over or even four over for the day. But, folks, things are shaping up early on here at Augusta National here as the first major of the 2019 golf calendar campaign is going on right now down there at the famed Augusta National Golf Club, however, on Magnolia Lane and, of course, Ben Hogan Boulevard, if you will, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I'm just going to say Magnolia Lane. I don't know the name of the Boulevard. Washington Boulevard, that's it. I remember now. Washington Boulevard, my mistake. But, folks, we got a pretty big log jam. 
However, right now, with three guys tied at four under, including Phil Mickelson, who is tied for third at the moment. Tiger, of course, in 10th place. But the big story, obviously, is youngster Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka, who last year did not play in this tournament, tied for the lead right now, even though Kepka has one hole to go. However, he is at six under. Meanwhile, in NHL hockey news, and I know John's chomping at the bit to hear this, however, folks, we got some great action going on tonight, including Toronto and Boston. They are scoreless right now, five minutes into the game. Coming up in just a few moments, John's boys will be taking on Chad's boys, however, at the Capital One Arena there in the nation's capital as the defending champs, the Caps and Alex Ovechkin, will be taking on the Hurricanes. And, of course, the Carolina... Or excuse me, not the Carolina Hurricanes. The Colorado Avalanche, however, hope to, let's just say, create a storm, if you will, in Calgary, however, when they take on the Calgary Flames mm-hmm. on the clock hour tonight. Now, tomorrow night, of course, the series, of course, of the playoffs will resume with these games. Columbus, of course, last night coming back from a 3-0 hole, will be traveling to Tampa, Florida, Howard, to take on the Tampa Bay Lightning, our good friend Nell's team. Of course, Tampa hoping to even up the series there and not go down 0-2. Pittsburgh, despite losing in overtime last night, hopes to tie up the series before they go back to Pittsburgh. will travel out to Long Island to take the, on the Islanders. Then at 9.30, ladies and gentlemen, St. Louis will take on Winnipeg, if you will. St. Louis won last night. And San Jose, believe it or not, yes, folks, the Sharks took a big bite out of the Golden Knights and Marc-Andre Fleury, if you will, last night. They are up one game tonight on Vegas. They will be resuming that series in Game 2, I believe, tomorrow night in San Jose before they head back to Vegas. But, John, last night, how except for one game, all these games came down to a goal. How it was very interesting. That being said, what do we expect to see tonight in night number two of the Stanley Cup postseason? I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. Indeed it will. Indeed it will. And, of course, we will be updating you throughout the night, of course, on Rebel Wolf Pack and, of course, here before we go off the air tonight, however, here with Revisited, ladies and gentlemen, with what's going on as far as hockey goes. But uh, in the meantime, we want to remind you that this coming Monday, folks, we'll talk about the Superstar Shake-Up at 3 p.m., ladies and gentlemen. Also, we'll give you our raw ratings and predictions and also our early NFL draft predictions with John, myself, John, myself, Fonzie, and Nell, and Mr. W. Sibby himself, along with GTS and MLD, 138-744-POUND. Be sure to check that out this coming Monday, however, the week before Easter, of course, this coming Monday, if you will, however, on Raw Radio. Now, that being said, folks, we talk about a great moment in time, however, we're going to give you our moment in time tonight, and we've got a great one to pick for you, ladies and gentlemen. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to turn back the clock to 1995, if you will. And the event, of course, I think John's going to like this event, Howard. It is Starcade 95, if you will, held in Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee. This, of course, was a battle between WCW and New Japan in a best-of-seven series, if you will. And believe me, folks, if you're looking for exciting matches here, there were some good ones here that definitely stole the show. We will talk more about them here on this show. So with that being said, let's get into it right now and tell you about the show. Going into the show, your list of champions are listed as follows. Randy Macho Man Savage is your new WCW World Champion since November. Kensuke Sasaki, ladies and gentlemen, that's right, Kensuke Sasaki is your U.S. Champion. Harlem Heat, yes, can you dig it, suck up? Booker T and Stevie Ray are your World Tag Team Champions. And your World Television Champion, however, is the Little Richard of the WCW, if you will, the Tutti Fruity Booty Man himself, Mark Marrow, if you will, Johnny B. Bad. That being said, how are your hosts are listed as follows. Tony Schiavone, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and Dusty Rhodes. And as we said, folks, going into this, hour, this was a best-of-seven series between WCW and New Japan to see which company had the better talent. 
Uh, before we get into the matches, I will ask John his early take about this event heading into Starkey 95. John, your thoughts. Good show before starting the NWO rise. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. No question about it. And we will talk more about that here as we get started here, ladies and gentlemen. And with that said, our first match of the night, ladies and gentlemen, was the Rapid Wolverine, Chris Benoit, ladies and gentlemen, taking on Jushin Thunder Liger, one of the top cruiserweights of the New Japan era, if you will, who will be retiring next year, managed by the great Sonny Ono, our good friend here and Hall of Famer here at the WCW Radio Network, if you will. That being said, this first match went 10 minutes to change. In the end, however, Kevin Sullivan, however, started his feud with Benoit around this time, however, because of what had happened, however, between let's just say Sullivan's ex-wife Nancy, a.k.a. woman, a woman, you're so fine, you blow my mind, a woman, if you will. And, of course, as a result, cost Benoit the match and gave New Japan an early lead here in this best of seven series by picking up the win over Benoit. Your thoughts about why you're beating Benoit? Uh, that was a shocking upset. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I would agree with you. And, of course, as you know, Jushin Thunder Liger, just three months before, was actually the same guy, believe it or not, who opened up the very first Monday Night Nitro in history by taking on uh, the man known as the Loose Cannon, if you will, Brian Pillman, if you will, at the Mall of America in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And, of course, those two had had some history with each other as well. Up next, of course, the late, great, mean Gene Oakland is talking with Eddie Guerrero in the back. And Eddie, of course, is talking about what's going to be coming up later on with his match in the evening. And we'll discuss more about that here in just a little bit. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, the young wonder kid himself from Germany, if you will, thus wonder kid, soon to be later on Berlin, if you will, Alex Wright, if you will, taking on Koji Kemoto, if you will. Koji, of course, was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, if you will. And yes, Sonny Ono was back out there again. And once again, let's just say Sonny Ono scored an upset here, however, with his guy, however, by beating youngster Alex Wright, who was only 19 at the time, John. That being said, your thoughts about this matchup with Koji in New Japan going up 2 nothing against WCW this early? Yeah. 2-0 for NJPW. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. No question about it, ladies and gentlemen. Very interesting to say the least, however. The very interesting thing to say the least, of course. In fact, however, Gene Okerlund was talking to Sonny Ono after this matchup, and afterwards, however, he said that when he wins the tournament, however, he wants to buy WCW, and let's just say some other things along the way. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, was a very unique match, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. The total package himself, the narcissist, if you will, Lex Luger, with Jimmy Hart, who, of course, had to come in back into WCW just a few months before, especially on the very first night of Monday Nitro, however, was now with his new manager and handler, if you will, that some people did not like, however, despite the fact that he basically betrayed Hulk Hogan, if you will, Jimmy Hart, however, taking on Masahiro, my hero, Chono, with Sonny Ono. Yes, again, Sonny Ono was out here quite a lot tonight, as you would imagine here, however. And, of course, it was a recurring theme here, however. But nevertheless, WCW gets their first win of the evening here with Lex Luger beating Masahiro Chono, cutting the deficit to one, two to one, as Lex picks up the win with the pack torture rack, and the package is scored one for WCW on the board here. John, your thoughts about Luger and Chono? Pretty good. Pretty good. That's all I will say. Yeah, I would have to agree. Even though it was a little short, I would have to agree with you there. No question about it. Very interesting observation. Thank you very much, sir, John. Uh, don't forget also, ladies and gentlemen, coming up, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, we'll wrap up the week in style with Revolution 138055-pound GTS. And I will have news headlines for you, John. We'll have the birthdays and dates as well. And then Saturday night, folks, we should have a very interesting announcement that will be forthcoming tonight, hopefully on Wolfpack. We'll let you know more about that in time. And apparently John saw something that uh, caught his eye. We're not sure what it was, folks, but we'll talk more about that. It was a horn. 
Oh, it was a horn. Okay. Thank you very much, Sir John. Up next, of course, Mean Gene is talking with Sting in the back, Howard, and he says that uh, he's talking about that tonight, however, mind you, Howard, he wants the U.S. title back after Suzuki took the U.S. title away from him. The question is, Howard, will he get that U.S. title back around his waist from Suzuki? Well, we'll have to wait and see. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, a very unique match, however, mind you, and of course, it was once again a very interesting, entertaining affair, if you will. The Tutti Fruity Man, Booty Man himself, ladies and gentlemen, Johnny B. Bad, ladies and gentlemen, taking on Maza Saito, if you will. And yes, folks, believe it or not, however, if you will, however, Johnny B. Bad and company, however, mind you, however, pick up another win for WCW, as this time, however, Basically, Sayuto tossed Bad from behind, however, over the top rope for disqualification, which was a no-no at this time. Of course, Johnny B. Bad was being matched by Kimberly, who would later go on to manage her husband, Diamond Dolls, who to be a member of the Nitro Girls. But on this night, however, the Diamond Doll herself, basically, Miss Kimberly, if you will, found a way to help her, uh, let's just say, her... Uh, Man, that she was managing to tie up the score here in this one. And as a result, it's a new ball game at two all as Johnny B. Bad picks up the DQ win. John, your thoughts about this one? Was this a WCW versus NJPW match? Yes, this was what tied it up at WCW. Yes, Johnny B. Bad won it, however, after Sayuto cost uh, New Japan the match when he tossed Bad over the top rope for the DQ, which was a no no at the time. Uh, too bad for Sayuto. I mean, rules yes, are rules. Yes, yes, indeed. Of course, throughout the 90s, of course, Bill Watts, of course, enforced some of those rules in the early 90s when he was the executive vice president of WCW, if you will. Very good point, indeed, John. Vince McMahon never did that in WWF. <laughs> What's that? Vince McMahon never did that in WWF. No, he was actually one of the few companies that didn't do it. I think only WCW had forced rules. I think ECW for a brief time did the same thing, but I think it was only just WCW, if you will. Up next, of course, was one of the better matches of the evening. In fact, this is actually on the Cheating Death Stealing Life Eddie Guerrero DVD. And this actually was one of my favorite matches of 1995. I can go back and watch this again and again because this was an entertaining matchup. It was young Eddie Guerrero. Yes, folks, Latino Heat himself, Eddie Guerrero, if you will, taking on the youngster Shindro Atani. As a result, however, it was originally supposed to be Eddie versus Liger, but at the last minute they called an audible, and as a result they put Atani in his place. As a result, Atani gave New Japan the lead once again. As a result, Eddie, however, who had just come by way of ECW along with Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko just a few months before from Philadelphia and Paul E. Howard puts up a good fight, but nevertheless, Howard, he comes up short. But really, actually, around this time, people started to appreciate what Eddie brought to the table in WCW. And as a result, they started to notice uh, what we had known in ECW with throughout 1995. John, your thoughts about Guerrero putting up a good fight, but coming up a little short against Shindro Otani? Good effort by Eddie, I will admit. Yes, indeed, and this was a fantastic match. This is one of my favorite Eddie Guerrero matches of the year. It is up there with the likes of Dean Malenko, including the two out of three falls affair, the Halloween Havoc match versus title match. Of course, again, folks, if you have not seen this match, you definitely have to check this out. This was one of Eddie's finest performances of the year. I mean, he had some great battles throughout 95 with guys like Malenko, Two Cold Scorpio, and of course later on in the 90s, Howard, he would feud with his good friends and become friends with guys like Chris Jericho, uh, Rey Mysterio Jr., the Ultimo Dragon, Juventud Guerrera, Conan, if you will, Jushin Thunder Liger, I think, for a brief time, and other cruiserweights as well. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, however, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, it was a very interesting match, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, Howard, that uh, was one of the 
uh, kind. However, again, these two guys would uh, have a little bit of a riff with each other, but didn't team up with a lot of each other when they uh, worked it together in the NWO. It was the world's heavyweight champion at the time in WCW, the Macho Man. Oh, yeah, dig it, brother. Taking on Hiroshi Tenzon, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. As a result, WCW ties up the score yet again. However, and Tenzon, however, unfortunately uh, goes down here to defeat to the Macho Man. Your thoughts about this one? Uh, WCW fighting back. Yes, indeed, and they had tied up the score at this point, three all, Howard. So now the question was, however, what would the last match be of the night? Well, folks, Howard, it was interesting, let's just say. It was rather very interesting, if you will, however, and here's what it was. It was the Stinger. Yes, folks, the Stinger, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, taking on Kensuke Sasaki, however, for the U.S. title. Unfortunately, however, surprisingly, this was not for the U.S. title because Sasaki would job out uh, to the one-man king for the U.S. strap until after the pay-per-view, if you will. This was the final match in the World Cup of Wrestling, if you will, and as a result, let's just say, the Stingers surprisingly, however, ended up winning this matchup and winning the World Cup of WCW in the final match of the evening, however, if you will, in the best of seven series between WCW and NJPW. WCW scores the win 4-3 to three and makes it a short match again, and as a result, defeats Sasaki. Your thoughts about this one? Uh, good match. Good for WCW picking up the win against NJPW. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I would have to agree with you there. No question about it, if you will. And up next, ladies and gentlemen, that wasn't the only match we saw, because shortly thereafter, Lex Luger, believe it or not, however, had told me and Gene Okerlund, however, that he was going to challenge, however, for the WCW world title, however, against Randy Savage, however. Well, as a result, Sting, however, despite playing a pretty good match, however, against uh, Kensuke Sasaki, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, was thrown in the mix, too. In fact, however, the rules for this match was simple, that only one man stands on the apron and waits for a tag while two fight it out on the ring. It's basically also elimination rules. However, in the end, however, believe it or not, however, this was a triangle match, and in the end, ladies and gentlemen, however, Ric Flair surprisingly picked up the win here, however, as Ric Flair would be pulling double duty on this night, but as a result, however, Ric Flair would pick up the win over these two guys, however, and go on to be in the main event that later in the night, however, he would take on the WCW World Champion. We thought it was going to be Randy Savage competing, but instead, Randy Savage was in the back, however, mind you. In fact, however, Gene had talked with Randy before the match, however, and he said, however, mind you, however, basically, however, just when he used the line from the movie Toy Story to Infinity and Beyond, he said he didn't care who was going to win this match. He was going to take care of whoever it would be. As a result, Ric Flair ends up winning, however, mind you, however, despite the fact he never pinned anybody. Your thoughts about this one? Good triple threat match. Yes, indeed. I would agree. Great action. Yes, yes, I would agree. And like we said, of course, uh, it was a very interesting thing that happened here, mind you. Now, surprisingly, however, a quick note, however, mind you, however, uh, going back to the Tenzon match for just a minute, this is when I think he had the horn sticking out, a la psychosis, or psychosis, if you will, however, in uh, ECW, later on WCW, if you will, but I have to double-check to be sure. Anyway, speaking of Randy Savage, ladies and gentlemen, he renews his showdown with Ric Flair here in our main event of the evening, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, and as a result, however... Randy Macho Man Savage thought he was going to walk out of the year, end the year with the championship and basically end Starcade, if you will, with the championship. But unfortunately, Arn Anderson basically disposes of Savage Hour and gives Flair a cheap victory in the process. And Flair becomes the champ for the 12th time, if you will. Now, originally, however, 
Paul Orndorff, however, was supposed to come down here and get involved, however. In fact, prior to the matchup, however, he was supposed to go at it with both Flair and Savage in the triple threat, but he had injured his neck, I believe, a few weeks before, and Doug Dillinger told him he could not compete. Same with Eric Bischoff, and this would be the beginning of the end of Bischoff, or no, excuse me, Bischoff, uh, Orndorff's run in WCW, and pretty much the end of his career, if you will. As a result, we saw what happened, and as a result, Randy Savage, despite the fact he was champion for not even a month, Howard, basically Ric Flair got the belt back again, Howard, thanks to Arn Anderson's help. Your thoughts about that? Yeah, that was a good match. Had not been for the interference of Arn Anderson. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yes, indeed. I would have to agree with you there. And so that being said, folks, there you have it, Howard. Our thoughts, Howard, of Starcade 1995, ladies and gentlemen, the World Cup, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'm going to give this a 6 out of 10. John, what would you rate this one? Yeah, I'll give it a 6. Okay, sounds good, sounds good. Thank you very much, John. Indeed, of course, ladies and gentlemen, a lot going down, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, we're going to give you an update here on what's going on, ladies and gentlemen, with what's happening in the hockey games right now, ladies and gentlemen. We'll tell you about that here in just a few moments, ladies and gentlemen, uh, believe it or not. I just saw something here, so bear with me, folks. I just did see something here. Uh, hold on a second, I'll turn around. I'm going to go back to that here in just a minute. We'll give you an update of what's going on in the uh, hockey game, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, right now here. Uh, let's see here. NHL, NHL, here we go. It is right now one nothing Boston right now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, midway through the first period, and of course, Carolina and Washington just about to drop the puck. So there you go, folks. Uh, some news going on and what's happening right now as far as, uh, like I said, that goes. And so that is what's happening right now, ladies and gentlemen, if you will. Of course, Carolina and Washington getting ready to drop the puck while Boston and Carolina are midway through the first. It is one nothing right now, ladies and gentlemen, however, as far as that goes, however, in uh, that game right now as we speak. Uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, we can tell you, of course, we understand, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, however, I'm just uh, trying to get something done here, so bear with me. We heard earlier today, or not today, this past Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, we heard that the NFL preseason schedule came out, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, the regular season could be coming out next week. And, John, I know you're uh, maybe chomping at the bit to hear who your boys are playing in the preseason. So we're going to get an update on that here in just a moment, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to tell you who that whose John's boys will be taking on. But I can tell you my boys will be taking on Tampa and Kansas City at home while there will be road games at Tennessee and Carolina, including a Sunday night game against Carolina, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, on the 25th of August. Tower, ladies and gentlemen, that'll be the Sunday night game of the week in Nashville, of course, there against the Titans or the Tins, whatever you want to call them, however. And as a result, speaking of the draft, the draft is two weeks from tonight, ladies and gentlemen, in Music City, USA. So we will let you know about that. But, John, here is what... Uh, the preseason schedule looks like as of right now. Your boys will start off the preseason, however. We do not know when, however, or what date these games are yet, however. But, folks, we can tell you, however, what, what it will be the 10th or the 11th. Your boys will be opening up the preseason at Cleveland, believe it or not. You'll start off the season in preseason mode with the Cleveland, however, if you will. Then, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, coming up, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm looking here to see where else, however. Coming up in week number two, ladies and gentlemen, looking at week two, uh, John's boys will be home against Cincinnati. Then, of course, they will have a week number three with, uh, let's see, the Falcons. And then, folks, they will wrap up the preseason with the home against Baltimore. So, folks, there you go, Howard. Now, we can tell you that these games have been announced, ladies and gentlemen, as of right now. First off, 
Thursday, August 1st, ladies and gentlemen, that's right, Thursday, August 1st, the first preseason game of the year, will be taking place on NBC Live, ladies and gentlemen, from Ohio. It will be the Denver Broncos, ladies and gentlemen, taking on the Atlanta Falcons at 8 p.m. on NBC. Also, ladies and gentlemen, of course, coming up, ladies and gentlemen, on, uh, believe it or not, however, Thursday night, August the 15th, it will be the Oakland Raiders traveling to the Arizona Cardinals at 8 p.m. Sunday, August 18th, ladies and gentlemen, Saturday, yeah, Sunday, August 18th, excuse me, at 4 p.m. on CBS, it'll be the Saints traveling out to L.A. to take on the Chargers, while on Fox that night, it will be Seattle traveling to Minnesota. Monday, August 19th, the 49ers will travel to the Broncos, ladies and gentlemen. Thursday night, August 22nd, ladies and gentlemen, the Jaguars will be traveling down to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Friday, August 23rd, ladies and gentlemen, it will be the Bills traveling to Detroit, uh, like I mentioned, the 25th will be Pittsburgh and Tennessee, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but I can also tell you how these other games have not been announced for game times as of yet. However, we do know, however, we will be keeping you up to date with that story. However, in case you're wondering, ladies and gentlemen, real quick, however, uh, right now, of course, the NFL playoff schedule will begin on Saturday, January 4th, 2020, with the wild card round. That's right, Saturday, January 4th, 2020, ladies and gentlemen. So that means the national championship game for college football will be, I believe, on Monday, January 6th, ladies and gentlemen. So we will let you know about that in just a moment, ladies and gentlemen. Meanwhile, the divisional round will be played the following weekend on the 11th and 12th, followed by the AFC and NFC championship games on Sunday, June, January 19th. Meanwhile, Super Bowl 54, hey, I believe. Yes. I'm going to have to go. Okay, why don't you go ahead? I'll just finish this out here, then, and I will see you at 9. All righty, man. Bye. See you later. Bye. And that was the human suplex machine, John Gross, now leaving us now, ladies and gentlemen. We do want to thank John for coming on the line, ladies and gentlemen. We will be talking to him here again at 9 o'clock. As I was saying, folks, the NFL playoff schedule will begin on Saturday, January 4th, 2020, ladies and gentlemen, however, believe it or not, with the wild card round, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, the divisional round will be played the following week, however, on the 11th and 12th. Then on January 19th, ladies and gentlemen, the AFC and NFC Championship Games will be held the week before the Royal Rumble on Sunday, January 19th. Meanwhile, Super Bowl 54 will be set on Groundhog's Day. Yes, folks, Groundhog's Day on Sunday, February 2nd, 2020 at Hard Rock Stadium down there in the Sunshine State of Florida in Miami Gardens. The game is set to begin at 6.28 p.m. hour and will be televised by Fox. So there you go, folks. Now... As far as college football goes, folks, however, here is where things get interesting, if you will, however, mind you, however, as far as that goes. As far as the bowl season goes, here's what we can tell you about right now, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, coming up Monday, January 13th, however, the national championship will be held in New Orleans. Yes, folks, New Orleans, however, will be hosting the game, however, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, however, on that particular night. Meanwhile, however, we can tell you right now, as of now, Saturday, January, December 28th, ladies and gentlemen, these games, however, have been announced already. First at 1 o'clock, it will be the Goodyear Cotton Bowl from AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas, or just outside of Dallas, I should say, in the city of Arlington. 4 o'clock p.m. at the University of Phoenix Stadium in Glendale, Arizona, it will be the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, if you will. And then at 8 o'clock, possibly, it will be the Peach Bowl. Meanwhile, however, coming up on January 1st, however, as of now, these games have been listed. The Rose Bowl game at 5, 
the Sugar Bowl 845, the Citrus Bowl, the Outback Bowl, and the Orange Bowl will all be played on that same day as well. Right now, we do not know any times as of yet, however, for any of these games, however, whatsoever. But we can tell you, however, that coming up on December 21st, however, at 2.30 p.m., it will be the AutoNation Cure Bowl at 2.30 p.m. And on New Year's Eve, ladies and gentlemen, once again, it will be the Hyundai Sun Bowl coming to you live from the Sun Bowl Stadium in El Paso, Texas, ladies and gentlemen. And also this year, however, a kind of a twist, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, the Nova Home Loans, however, Arizona Bowl in Tucson, if you will. Right now, we do not know have any other dates for any other bowl games as of yet, but we will keep you up to date with those dates. And once we get things finalized, we will let you know as well as the NFL schedule as well. I'll be back in just a minute, folks, to continue this conversation. So sit tight. We'll be returning in just a few moments. Okay, sorry about that, folks. We are now back here at the Sports Control Desk, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, I am your host, the Iceman, Jerry D. Jolmo, 1-605-562-0444-139926 pound hour. Join us right now. 139926 pound. You can join us right now until 8 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen. However, we are going to be here... Uh, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, of course, and we will be uh, talking more about what's going on, however. And, of course, we will be talking, uh, let's just say, with some other news going on uh, in the world of sports. Of course, a lot going down, of course, if you will, today, uh, like I said. However, we also want to let everyone know it is National Pet Day today, so definitely hug your pets, however, and give them all the love and uh, admiration, if you will, how I know I'm going to give my dog tons of hugs and kisses today. She is a sweetheart, of course, as you know, and we are definitely going to be uh, Uh, like I said, however, we definitely want to say to all our friends out there in uh, Radio Land, of course, uh, Happy National Pets Day. Like I said, hope you all uh, got a chance to spend time with your uh, uh, favorite feline, dog, cat, bird, hamster, what have you, however, today, and uh, gave them all the love they need, however, certainly on National Pet Day, if you will. 
Uh, as we said, folks, uh, don't forget uh, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a great show lined up for you this Saturday. Of course, don't forget the Power Hour, 141364-pound at 6 p.m. Mr. WCW will be here, of course, giving you the latest downloads and news uh, from the past week. And I believe on Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully we'll get this going again, ladies and gentlemen. We could be having a big trivia match. I'm not real sure yet, but if we do, it'll be 145607-pound, 9 p.m., the lowdown himself, Kendrick Smith, will be taking on Mr. Hulkamania. It won't be, be an epic match. We were supposed to have that, ladies and gentlemen, last Saturday night. But due to circumstances beyond our control, unfortunately, that match never did occur. Hopefully this Saturday night we will have that match up for you and running as two of the best tower of the lowdown. And, of course, Mr. Hulkamania will be going at in the ring toe-to-toe, face-to-face, eyeball-to-eyeball. If you are in Wrestling Championship Challenge, and don't forget, of course, the host of Wrestling Championship Challenge, your quiz master, your MC, however, the Bob Barker, the uh, Peter Marshall, and yes, dare I say the word, however, dare, dare, the Tom Kennedy of Password Plus and Alan uh, London, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, however, of the show, Mr. WCW himself, Chad Hinshaw, will be uh, sitting in the game show's captain's chair, if you will. It should be a great show. This coming Saturday night, hopefully, 9 p.m. bell time for what should be an epic, epic fight between two of the best tower in Mr. Hulkamania and Big Bad Bob Ziggler, if you will. Mr. Hulkamania, as the lowdown, will be taking them on in what will be an epic trivia challenge. Um, some other news real quick, how to let you know, ladies and gentlemen, of course, I was not on last night on Outside the Ropes due to circumstances beyond our control, ladies and gentlemen, but I will tell you, ladies and gentlemen, how we will give you a report. Ladies and gentlemen, from the box office report this past week, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, here is what uh, the top movies were of the last week, ladies and gentlemen, in case you're wondering, ladies and gentlemen. However, Shazam, of course, definitely was the big winner this week, however, with $53.5 million on a budget of $100 million. Pet Cemetery, however, debuted second, however, with $24.5 million on a budget of $21 million. Dumbo fell a couple spots, however, to third with $18.2 million, and now in two weeks has made $76.2 million. Of course, the Colin Farrell, Danny DeVito, uh, Tim Burton new movie. Us continues to scare up audiences with $13.7 million, and in just three weeks' time, the $20 million budget movie has already grossed in $152.3 million in. And also, Captain Marvel continues to do pretty well with $12.4 million, and in just five weeks' time, has made over $374 million. So, folks, those are your top five movies of the week, ladies and gentlemen, however, uh, from this week, if you will. Now, new movies coming out this week, ladies and gentlemen, of course. Here are the movies you will see out this week, however, in case you're wanting to check out the theaters. First off, Milo Jolovich and Ian McShane star in the return of Hellboy. Yes, folks, the adventure fantasy horror sci-fi movie is based on the graphic novels by Mike Mignola. Hellboy is caught between the worlds of the supernatural and human rights tower as he battles an ancient sorceress bent on revenge in this one. Missing Link, starring Hugh Jackman, David Wallums, and Stephen Fry, if you will, also out this week. Mr. Link recruits explorer Sir Lionel Frost to help find his long-lost relatives in the fell valley of Shangri-La, if you will, with the adventurer Delana Fortnite. This trio of explorers then travel the world to help their new friend, however, if you will. After, starring Selma Blair and Jennifer Beals, if you will. A young woman falls for a guy with a dark skin and the two embark on a rocky relationship, if you will. Little, starring Regina Hall, however, and Justin Hartley. A woman is transformed into her younger self at a point in life when the pressures of adulthood become too much to bear, if you will. 
High Life, starring Robert Pattinson and Juliette Binoche, however. A father and his daughter struggle to survive in deep space where they live in isolation, if you will. Girls of the Sun, uh, a Kurdish female battalion prepares to take back their town from extremists. And Savage, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, however. Leo is 22 and sells his boy on the street for a bit of cash. The men come and go, and he stays right there longing for love. He does not know, however, what the future will bring, but he hits the road and his heart begins to pound. And finally, Molly Shannon starts in the goofy comedy Wild Nights with Emily. A dramatization of the little-known side of the writer Emily Dickinson's life, in particular her relationship with another woman. So be sure to check out all those movies this week, ladies and gentlemen, at your local movie theater. Uh, let's give you uh, some other news what's going on. Of course, we're going to keep you up to date with what's going on again with the hockey tournament. Uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll also give you an update on the Masters very quickly before we call it a night here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, however, like I said, of course, the big story of the day was Tiger Woods, of course, looking very sharp today. Uh, he did, however, have a 270 score for the day, so that is very good to say the least. Folks, we will tell you uh, who is leading this tournament here in just a moment, folks. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Right now, we can tell you, uh, hold on a second, we'll give you an update on that very quickly. We can tell you right now that Bryce and DeChambeau, however, are both tied for the lead at six under. However, if you will, Brooks Kepka and DeChambeau. Phil Mickelson, folks, I'm telling you what, you better watch out, Howard. I mean, even though it's been one day, Howard, Phil Mickelson has gone himself in the conversation suddenly as he is one shot back. Ian Poulter and Dustin Johnson, DJ, are two shots uh, behind the leaders and one shot clear back of Phil Howard. They both shot 400 for the day. Adam Scott shooting 300 for the afternoon, of course, a pretty good day for him. Kevin Kisner, if you will, J.B. Holmes, of course, both 2 and 300 respectively. Gary Woodland, Tiger Woods, of course, and also Ricky Fowler, also 2 under. Jason Day, despite a bad back, how early in the round, how and almost withdrawing from the tournament after a few holes are toughed it out, how he finished with the 2 under for the day. Tony Finau is 1 under. Folks, I'm telling you what, I mean, depending on what the weather's like overnight, how and into tomorrow morning, this should be a very interesting second round tomorrow. We've heard the weather at Augusta could be very interesting. We're going to check on that for you right now before we wrap it up here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We want to give you an early report, ladies and gentlemen, on the weather at Augusta. Uh, we do understand, how our ladies and gentlemen, that they are calling for rain. We understand tomorrow it is going to be about 84 degrees, 85 and 84 also on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, to let you know, folks, real quick, how we're going to give you an update on this real quick. They are calling for heavy rains, however we understand, for good morning showers on Saturday, but it should be cleared out by the afternoon, maybe, uh, possibly on Saturday. But they are calling for heavy rains on Sunday, folks. Uh, so we don't know yet at this point. Right now they're calling for a slim chance of rain tomorrow. They're calling for scattered showers, however, if you will, uh, tomorrow. Saturday they're calling for the same amount, although it might be in the morning, ladies and gentlemen. And then on Sunday they're, for the last day they're calling for heavy, heavy rain. So, folks, uh, right now we're not sure if we're going to get this tournament in or not. We'll have to wait and see, folks. But uh, they are calling for rain later this evening, we understand. You never know. Uh, it just might be uh, hit and miss maybe tomorrow. But as far as uh, Saturday goes, actually it might be hit and miss on Saturday, I should say. However, But as far as tomorrow and Sunday go, especially on Sunday, Sunday does not look very promising at the moment for the final day, however, as they're calling for heavy, heavy rains. And if that's the case, however, they might have to push this tournament back to Monday to wrap up power in the winter of the green jacket. But again, folks, we're going to be watching the weather forecast here uh, over the next few days. How to let you know what's going on down there on Magnolia Lane and Washington Boulevard, the home of Bobby Jones's golf course, if you will, at Augusta National. 
Uh, that being said, uh, I don't think there's that much else to say, folks. However, I do want to thank Boys to Human Suplex Machine for coming on the line tonight. However, I do want to thank all of you for listening in. We will try to be uh, back on our normal time slot again this Tuesday with GTS and myself uh, back in the time machine again as the Doc Brown and Marty McFly will be returning in their normal time slot. 7 p.m. this coming Tuesday, of course, last uh, Tuesday night, or this past Tuesday night, we had an impromptu uh, affair that we could not get out of, and unfortunately, that's why we're doing this show here tonight. But folks, we will talk to you again later on here this evening. We hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. Be safe and be careful out there, and especially for all those people out in the Midwest who have been really suffering as of late, folks. I mean, I've been talking about these people for a while. I know they've had a nasty, nasty weather for quite some time with the floods and everything, but recently they got pelted with heavy snow as well, and folks, we understand that it is really nasty out there in the Dakotas and Minnesota and Iowa and Kansas and Nebraska. But, folks, uh, we're hoping all you guys are okay out there and staying safe out there despite the nasty weather. I mean, I know you've been undergoing through a lot over the past few months. But, folks, uh, stay safe and be careful out there if you're out in that neck of the region however, uh, this weekend or if you're out in that neck of the region. Please be safe and be, be safe and courteous out there and use common sense, whatever you do. By the way, folks, we will talk to you again at 9 p.m. with Wrestling Wolfpack, however, three shows away from 200, ladies and gentlemen, with Mr. WCW and the rest of the panel way too tough to handle. So, folks, on that note, we will talk to you again next Tuesday night at the Wrestling Revisited Table, however, Time Machine Show. So, for the Human Suplex Machine, and, of course, everyone else here in the panel way too tough to handle, this is the Iceman saying so long from inside as we take you out tonight, however, ladies and gentlemen, however, we will talk to you soon. Have a great night. We'll catch you on the flip side. And we hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. So for now, this is the Iceman saying so long from ringside, and we'll talk to you soon. Good night, everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.